You're listening to Consolidate That. Welcome back to Consolidate That, Ivan. An interesting start to the day that we've had already. I'm glad we weren't recording before so people didn't hear your crazy conversations, but big news in my life. I just got contacts, so if anyone ever sees me, make sure your hair is done and you're clean shaven because I can now fully see your faces whenever we meet. Before, you all used to be blobs, so now... I'm excited. Are you doing that before the trip to Ukraine? Yes, I have my trip to Ukraine. I wanted to really see the sights as clearly as possible. So if you ever meet me and I'm blinking a lot, just know it's because I have contacts now. So things are going big for me. But we have a more interesting thing today because we have a really cool guest who's going to be teaching us a lot of really important stuff that I know very little about. So I want to introduce our guest. So we have a very exciting guest today. Her name is Nicole Clausen, and her experience comes from Benfield Pet Hospital and the Best Friends Animal Hospital as the client service representative. And then she switched the industry and worked a little bit in the construction as the project administrator. And then she went back to Benfield and soon she created a veterinary inventory strategy network. And this is this is how we met Nicole. And it was very interesting to see how you formed a network of and the thought leadership in the topic in the veterinary domain that is, I would say, rather bland to some people. So you have to be really passionate about it. Uh, I have a huge respect to you for liking the area that not everybody is passionate about. I usually talk about ophthalmologists and dermatologists that way. I God bless them. I could never do it. So that's why I'm, I'm really happy that people <laughs> with those competencies exist. So thank you for forming the Inventory Strategy Network. And then that progressed into forming a new company, Veterinary Care Logistics, which I think is quite a logical conclusion of, I, I was waiting for this and uh, this entrepreneurial start to actually create a software company out of this. The product of this company is Inventory Ally. This is everything to do with inventory management, COGS management, and things like that. So Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I want to go back to the passion about inventory. Can you give us sort of, you know, quick start of why is this something that you started to pay attention more in the clinics? Obviously, you were exposed to different workflows and different hospitals through your career in veterinary domain and how this whole thing started. Sure. So it got started a number of years ago. So when I very first started in vet med, I was in high school. It was just my first job. And I received so little training as my first job. I think I got, you know, one day as a training as a CSR and it was like shoved out to the wolves. And that just kind of was a precursor for the rest of my career in vet med. So then when I started managing inventory, I was literally trained with when a shake a bottle and it feels low, you order it. And then she left the practice two days later. And I was like, what? There has to be a better way. And I am a numbers person. I'm a data person. And so I was like, there has to be a system that we can establish. And so I really worked to create that. And so since 2017, I have helped hundreds of veterinary practices across the country from one doctor rural practice to a hundred plus doctor practices in metropolitan areas. And I found that they all struggle with very common challenges. 
And there's so little training and education that you have so many individuals who are just like just internal chaos. They can't take a day off. They can't relax. And I just wanted to be able to be a support system and bring that relief to them, but then also teach them that knowledge and strategy to really improve their hospitals. And so that's kind of where my passion for like education and teaching, but also to just help them and be there for them kind of married. So it's really been an amazing journey journey that really helps me to create effective inventory strategies that really allow them to excel and provide the gold standard of care in their practices. That's amazing. I'm always amazed when there's startups in the areas that you would never think about, but this one is not no one would think about. It's such a huge part of veterinary business. And I can't even think of which profession and it, like, it's not in veterinary. I've done two vet schools. There's nothing in vet school about inventory management. It's not in the, I don't think it's in the technician curriculum. And it, I just don't know where they teach that. But the inventory management needs to be present there. And then on top of this, I do want to be a little more specific for consolidators because of the audience of this podcast, is that this is one of the main growth levers that they articulate to their investors and to the clinics that they acquire, that they will establish an inventory process that will lower the COGS to a certain percentage, which is very interesting to me. What is your sort of goal when you're talking to a newbie clinic that never even thought about inventory management process? What is that target of the COGS? Switching to this topic of, of consolidation, how do you take these processes that you learned in individual hospitals and, and take it at scale? But but I do want to start with the sort of the KPI. What is your target for like a newbie, newbie clinic? Sure. So that's a really great question and one that comes up a lot. And so with cost of goods and thinking about cost of goods sold, it's hard to just put one number to it because oftentimes cost of goods is just an arbitrary number that's randomly assigned. And we don't think about the unique hospital situation because if you think about it, if you have a general practice, they are likely should be about maybe the 18 to 20% mark. But if you have an emergency or a specialty practice, their product and service mix is going to be so different. And so you are going to have a practice where they perform a lot more services and procedures than they do sell inventory. So we naturally would want their cost of goods to be a lot lower. On the flip side, if we have a mixed animal, large animal practice, their cost of goods are naturally going to be higher, especially if they are routinely reselling things to farms, ranches, etc. Because you can have a large animal product that has a 10% markup. So if a small animal has, you know, a markup of 150 to 200 percent but a large animal only has a 10% markup, their cost of goods are just naturally going to be higher. And so what we really want to do is think about cost of goods for that unique practice, or at least a group of practices and what their demographics are and their product and service mix. And I think kind of one mistake that people look at is that cost of goods or lowering cost of goods is just spending less because that's not necessarily the case. We want to think about cost of goods and inventory ordering as a replenishment process 
so that you are replenishing the inventory that you've consumed in a just-in-time format to really sustain future revenue creation. You want to make sure that you're not ordering too much or too little, but we really want to create those replenishment systems that are based on consumption and usage, not just, oh, hey, we should just order 15%. Okay, so I will have to be the first to admit that my inventory knowledge comes mostly just from the PIMS side. As people that listen know, I have a PIMS background and that was a common question. How do you guys work with inventory? Oh, you know, first in, first out. What are these numbers looking like? How do you improve these things? And every PIMS that's out there strives to improve inventory. But how do you go about actually doing that? I mean, what are the things that, you know, some of your top tips that you have for groups versus individual clinics that would be important for them to, like you said, not just lower cost of goods sold, but have a more actionable steps of first in, first out, or just in time, or, or, you know, what are some of those things that matter to you? Yeah, that's a really good question. So I think first and foremost, it is remembering that the goals of inventory management on one side, we want to improve the profitability of the practice. But on the other side, we want to make sure that we are ordering appropriately so that we are caring for our patients to the best of our abilities. And so that just doesn't mean spending less. And so my recommendations, first and foremost, is to create a standardized system that is scalable to every hospital that is you could easily train somebody to that system to know exactly what to order and when, right? We don't want to run into this situation where we're shaking a bottle and it feels low. We don't want to run into this situation where somebody is, you know, looking at physically looking at every single item in the practice because that's not efficient and it wastes a lot of time. So we want to start there, right? Once we kind of get this baseline inventory system set up, then we can really optimize it by looking at mischarges, right? I mean, we're talking like tens of thousands of dollars in mischarges per veterinarian per year. So that's really going to impact our cost of goods. We want to make sure that we don't have theft or misuse, diversion going on. We want to make sure, really, there's just so many different systems that you can set up. And so I think really the first thing is just understanding, A, how much are we going to order? When are we going to order it? And how do we make sure that we don't run out? So if I understand you correctly, then the whole 20%, you know, cogs as they blanket across the industry sounds like a garbage metric. It's not really representative of how much you need and how much you're spending and setting that metric to your clinics. Let's say I'm a consolidator or a regional manager of consolidator, and then I want to keep everybody on the same sort of percentage of cogs. That's not representative of how they should run their business. Correct. That is accurate. Because think about it. If you are, you know, I don't know how many times that I have had somebody call me, send me an email, and they're like, hey, my budget is 13% of what I spent last week. But here you have this person who is like literally almost in tears because they're like, we need lap sponges. We need suture. We need you know, a really important injectable for surgery, but I can't purchase it because we didn't have the revenue last week. Like that's not the way to think about it. We really want to think about it in terms of, okay, I need to replenish what I've used because if we don't have the inventory available, not only are we losing revenue, it's a miss in customer service because 
if we're out of something, it just basically looks horrible on the practice. And it creates a lot of internal struggle and chaos for the inventory manager. I love this. We're going to just scrap a bunch of things and invent new things right on the podcast here. So let's say, because that's, you know, that's the thesis. We're going to improve inventory management. We're going to improve marketing and we're going to manage labor, which I have a complete, we should have a different podcast on that one. Because I think the whole labor percentage metrics is also irrelevant these days because there's no people. So you better be not looking at that as a percentage of your revenue, but you know, where are the people and how much it costs to bring them in and all other things. But So on inventory, you said the magic words, and I love it, just in time. So that comes from my favorite lean. Basically, from what I understand, you're more concerned about how much of the shelf life certain products have, and do you have things when you need them? That's the more important. What are those KPIs then that we should be paying more attention to uh, to run our business? Let's forget about the cogs. Let's just, you know, cogs are needed to calculate your, you know, whatever profit you sub- subtracted. So rather than look at that and manage that percentage from what I'm hearing from you, you need to manage where's the waste happening. If we go back to lean and by just in time, you eliminate waste along the process or the value stream. What are those metrics? What should we measure to be more precise about our inventory management? Like you mentioned, I like to think about cost of goods in managing them like in an ecosystem with other key performance indicators. So when I'm thinking about inventory, I, of course, like to look at my cost of goods. And also, I like to look at it not just as a static number, but also year over year and my change in cost of goods. So I know if my cost of goods went up 5% over the last 12 months, that's really good information for me. Same thing if it's trending downward. So that's really helpful. But I also like to look at the value of your inventory on hand. So when you look at the value of your inventory on hand, that number immediately tells me if you have too much in stock, you have way too much on your shelf. So I like to look at that number. I also like to look at your inventory turnover ratio. And so that is the number of times a product comes in and leaves the practice within a given year. That number helps me to determine how efficient your inventory is coming in and leaving your practice. And if it's just sitting on the shelf, because that could tie up a ton of cash when you just have your shelves full of products. The other thing that I like to do is I like to look at, now this isn't like a traditional KPI, but I like to look at your average adjustments that you make over a given time period. So if your team is doing cycle counts or they're doing counts, I like to see how much you're adjusting out of your inventory every single month or every quarter. I had this client that I worked with and before we started working together, she would have at least $20,000 in adjustments every single quarter. And after developing the strategies and kind of helping her implement some systems, she got that down to less than $500 a quarter. So you know, that's a big way that we're either seeing mischarges, we're seeing theft, like it really helps us to identify a lot of things that aren't going right. I know that you've got your your business that has your, your product as the inventory ally. Are you taking a lot of these things that we're talking about that you've trained people on through consulting? And have you taken those and made them into something that can be, you know, downloaded, built, logged into, subscribed to? Tell me a little bit about inventory ally and how that that's taking some of this knowledge and and applying it to clinics. 
Sure. So Inventory Alley, I'm so excited about it because it is literally the first of its kind software in the veterinary space. So it is not a PIM system. It is a true inventory management system that can be used in addition to your PIMs. And so it really helps to automate a cycle count schedule so that you, A, kind of help understand and know what's on your shelf at any given time based upon your key important items, right? So one of the things about the PIMs that's frustrating and kind of really disheartening, frankly, for me to see is these inventory managers will spend tons of time trying to keep it accurate and the numbers are always in the negative. It's never correct. So it's just so hard to see them put in all this effort with no reward. And so what Inventory Ally does is it uses machine learning and kind of some algorithms basically to understand and learn buying patterns and we'll use your order history to create an exact list of everything to order each week. So instead of thinking about having your inventory manager going around and checking every single thing in the practice, now they have an exact list of exactly what to count. And then from there, the system will recommend exactly what to order. So now you have this path, this system that is easily transferable. So like if somebody wins a lottery, if they go on vacation, you can train the rest of your team to be able to effectively manage inventory. And so by doing this, we can get you knowing exactly what to order and when so that you can start to optimize other areas in the practice like mischarges and other opportunities with operations. Is that something that should be partnered with consulting and with spending time with you and and talking about it? Or is it something that people can just hop on there and, you know, implement into their systems independently? So you could absolutely use this independently. We've been testing it in hospitals. We've already seen a drop in stockouts. We've already seen a drop in the time spent managing inventory every week. We've seen a drop in cost of goods. But if you have a practice that has a particularly high inventory cost, Coupling it with consulting therapy. will really help move the needle much more quickly because, you know, so much of inventory, I find we have a lot of bad habits. And so we need kind of this behavior change component. We need to really kind of dig into all these other areas to really move the needle. I had one gal, she came to me, we started working together. She had a 32% cost of goods. And I dropped her down to 17%. Her whole team got a raise. She was able to sell her practice because she wanted to like retire. And so there's so much opportunity when we free up these high cost of goods. And so, you know, Inventory Ally is an amazing program that you can just get started on the ground running, but we can take that to the next level with consulting and some of the other analysis that I can perform. So the usual challenge with consolidators is having multiple PIMs. And then if you want to centrally regulate the COGS, then no matter how wonderful the inventory system in uh, or inventory management system in the PIMs, which all of them claim that there is, I'm sure, Ryan, you were selling Hippo that, that way. It's the best. It's the greatest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to me, and that's probably a softball to you, Nicole, but it sounds like if it works independently from PIMs, the biggest challenge of consolidators 
they don't want to change the PIMS because it's a huge disruptor after acquisition. This is one of those tools will, which will allow you not to change those PIMS because to centralize the process using Inventory Ally, you can just use one process, one program, despite of the variety of PIMS that they have. Is that correct? Yes. You can use this separately from PIMS. This you don't need to do this. So you don't have to worry about changing your PIMS. You don't have to worry about, because they all work differently. They all function differently. You know, just in my role, I have to know how they all work. It's just kind of one of those great things. So with Inventory Ally, you don't have to worry about the PIMS. And you can really just focus on using the software to help you create a system without having to worry about all the little nuances of your traditional PIMS. Now, as groups are looking to be doing some buying, and if we think about, you know, our focus of the podcast is on the consolidation aspect, what do you recommend for folks that are wanting to reduce their overall COGS by sort of leveraging their buying power? What sort of things do you recommend in that? And how do you help guide people? So leveraging your buying power is one of those things that groups don't always take advantage of. Because if you look at your top products, right, let's say your top 20 products, your top 20 movers and shakers, you can then consolidate or leverage that buying power. But only if you understand and kind of get everyone on the same page as far as buying it from a particular distributor, that is a ton of buying power that you have. And so you can leverage purchasing those top products from a specific distributor or vendor manufacturer to really negotiate that price. And so that will help your cost of goods immensely when we're kind of lowering the the cost that we have to pay for that item. So that's kind of some important things that you can do to kind of leverage that power. The first step really is, you know, what are those important products to your hospital? And so that's one of the things that I can do is I can perform an ABC analysis and audit of your, you know, inventory of your practice that helps identify those top 20% of your products. Because if we look at the 80-20 rule, the top 20% of your products make up 80% of your revenue. So those are the products that we want to drive the cost down and use your buying power to leverage and negotiate that. I think... Something important of what you're saying there is that by having the actionable data, what they're able to do is not have the corporate groups dictate what the veterinarian needs to be using. They don't need to be dictating what medicines they're prescribing, what surgery equipment, what things like that that they're using. But by having a unified system, perhaps they can see what is being used and then use that to leverage their buying power. Because I think some of the groups will go at it the opposite way. They'll say, I need to go to Elanco and I'm going to buy all of the things that they prescribe or that they have offered for this group and dictate that down to the groups. But I think from what you're saying there, if you have a insight into what all your different practices are using and what the doctors are preferring, you can still get some of the power from leveraging your buying. So we're big on trying to keep the vet medicine in the hands of the veterinarians. And I think knowing your inventory allows you to do that. Absolutely. And I think we need to be making data informed decisions. You know, like sometimes I feel like it's easier to make emotional decisions, think we're making logical decisions when really, especially when it comes down to inventory, we need to make 
be making data informed decisions. And I think that veterinarians, they are a little wary about coming into a group when they think they're going to have to use a formulary or they have to prescribe this one specific thing. And so if we take those top 20% products and we kind of leverage that, we don't necessarily have to say you have to use this one. We can really kind of not only keep the profitability in mind, but we can also take care of our team in that respect. I'm actually surprised that that people are managing their inventory based on the last week revenue. That's a bit crazy because if you need stuff, you need stuff. Like, what are you, this week we're not doing surgeries because we can't get the sponges because we didn't make money last week. Like, how do you tell that to the owner? That's... Yeah, it kind of blows my mind. And I every time I hear that, I just like internally cringe. And I'm like, there's such a better way to create a budget is to actually forecast our revenue, forecast our costs, not just say, oh yeah, let's just spend 13% of what we did last week. Well, what happens if last week was a super slow week? And this week, it's like, we're seeing every patient from three counties over. We want to make sure that we can provide for our patients in the way that we need to, because that's frankly what we're here for. And so without inventory, we can't care for our patients. That's crazy. So we're running out of time. Nicole, where can people find information about Inventory Ally and get their hands on the demo or just have a look at it to consider it? Where do we find you? Sure. So you can go to inventoryally.com. Right now, you can sign up for the waitlist. We're getting ready to launch here very soon. So if you're on the waitlist, you'll be the first to know when it releases. You'll get some behind the scenes scoop and information, and you can always schedule a demo with me. And I'm always happy to show you around the software. So you can go to inventoryally.com to find out more. That's awesome. And we end the show usually with the same couple questions. But before we jump into that, I have a question for Ryan. Nicole mentioned something. If something happens with the employee, like they win a lottery. Ryan, if you win a lottery tomorrow, would you leave me from BIS? <laughs> oh, I think the audio is breaking out here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we'll discuss that later on one-on-one. They call the two questions that we asked. The first one is, what is the book, the TED Talk, or the YouTube video that you heard or read or listened recently that you would recommend our listeners to? Mm. I recently read Radical Candor, and I loved that book. So highly, highly recommend that. Yeah. If you've already read that, read Traction. Those are my like. That's probably my top three. <laughs> we need to start selling ads for Traction. I know, right? I know. And training. You just you, you get them to yeah, just get uh, just get certified and implement that. Okay, and the second question that we have, do you know anybody in the industry that you would recommend to come to this show that have a good message for consolidators of sort of little tips and tricks and techniques that we can promote to consolidators out there? I'm not sure if he's already been on the show, but Clint with Luca Data Security, he is doing some really cool stuff with cybersecurity. Thank you so much, Nicole. That's great. We'll have to make sure that we read those books and and reach out to Clint. I know there's a ton of other useful things. I I think we always we find such great guests for the show and and kudos to our team for for reaching out to all these amazing people that we can never cover everything. But I really appreciate you pulling back the veil on inventory for myself and for others that were sort of mystified by what was going on in those back closets. So thank you so much for being on the show. As always, we appreciate it and hope you have a great rest of the day. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. 
Thank you so much for listening to Consolidate That. If you want to hear our new episodes, please find us on any podcast platform. Also, you can learn more about us on our website at vetintegrations.com. 